Welcome to the Audience Converter Podcast, the podcast for converting your audience from strangers to loyal fans. We dive deep and discuss how entrepreneurs, consultants, and coaches can level up their business to help more people in the world. Now here's your host, the creator of the Audience Conversion Method, Kimberly Whitecamp. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Audience Converter Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about attracting wealth and making sure that you have the right money mindset in place. I'm Kimberly Whitecamp, your host, conversion copywriter, and marketing strategist. And today, to talk about this really exciting topic, I am so excited to introduce you to Emerald Peaceful Green Forest. She is the founder and lead visionary of Creative Age Consulting Group, and the Wealthy Life Mentor. She's an internationally known speaker, transformation artist, Be the Change Movement to Watch award winner, and one of America's premier experts. Emerald is also the executive producer and hostess of the Apple Top 100 ranked Men on Purpose podcast and the Apple Top 75 ranked Wickedly Smart Women podcast and is hired to consult with high achieving leaders who are called to be the vanguard of the creative age. I had the opportunity to meet Emerald in person at the New Media Summit and it was just such a great connection. I loved her energy and what she talked about and I'm so excited to welcome her to the show today. So Emerald, thank you for being here and welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Kimberly. And I loved meeting you at New Media Summit too. It's always good to get on the dance floor with somebody who knows how to move. Oh, thank you. Indeed. I I have to agree. Uh, You know, I heard, I wasn't really sure what to expect about the summit. And then I heard that there was going to be a dance floor and they were going to use it like all day long. And I was like, this is the best thing ever. It is our place, definitely. (laughs) For sure. It was so exciting. And, you know, it's always great to be able to meet in person and make that connection too. But, you know, right now we're going to dive right into our topic today. And you have such a very interesting background. So I would love to hear a little bit about your journey and how you became the Wealthy Life Mentor and what made you create this business designed to welcome wealth for your business. For your wisdom. Mm, yeah, thank you so much. So uh, I spent the first 20 years of my career in the real estate business. And at the end of that career, I was the national chairperson of my trade association. And I was actually building with two partners, uh, a development with 51 single family houses, 56 apartments and an office building. Then I had a spiritual awakening. And as a result of that spiritual awakening, I discovered all kinds of latent un uh, unexpressed parts of myself, including my artist and my healer and my performer and my author and my poet and all of these parts of myself that I didn't even know existed. And so I spent the next 20 years um, really exploring all of these latent parts of myself and in a series of kind of serial, I would call serial entrepreneurial ventures. So I had my own art gallery and healing arts center for a while. And then I Uh, produced a street festival two years in a row that brought 6,500 people to my downtown. And then I got online and I got online in 2008. And after I um, did that, I got the calling to become a messenger and to really share my journey, to share my um, experiences around transiting out of one career and into another career and also my spiritual awakening experiences. And so for about a a decade, I was online uh, serving people all over the world, being heard by millions of people, and then everything collapsed in 2016. 
And after the collapse, I was given another opportunity by the universe to really rebuild my life. And I became exponentially more intentional and made the decision and made the intention that I wanted to build a wealthy life for myself. And what I define that is, is uh, to really create a life that's a work of art and wealth for me is actually uh, the sum total of all of the resources that we have available to us, not just the money. I love what you just said there about how, you know, creating a wealthy life for yourself is not just about the money. It's about creating, you know, what you said about uh, creating a work of art as as your life is, that's that's really an interesting and uh, a perspective that I think a lot of people kind of overlook because so many of us are focused on, oh, I have to reach whatever that plateau is, right? I need to make 10K a month. I need to get a six-figure business. And we kind of work towards that to the end of neglecting everything else. So being able to kind of craft a wealthy life and not just a wealthy business is, is very powerful. Absolutely. And it is essential because the truth of the matter is we are holistic beings. So if you sacrifice your health, so I'll tell you, the, for me, the five top resources that we have, and I use the word thief as a mnemonic to remember, um, because often we are stealing from ourselves in one or more of these areas. So the top five areas that I feel are the resources that we have available to us that actually create a wealthy life are our time, our health, our intellect and intuitive capacity, uh, our capacity to ideate and to you know receive information from the universe and turn it into something, uh, energy exchange, which is the money part, and then fun with our family, friends, and fellows on the path. And so if we are uh, attending to only one of those, let's say the energy exchange, we're stealing from some of the other areas. And there are so many entrepreneurs that I know uh, that I've met and had colleagues as for the last decade and a half that I've been in the online space uh, who I've watched really focus on the money piece and end up having massive health problems or collapsing in some other way with their family. In my case, uh, it was my family. My son went down the hole of becoming a heroin addict. And so, you know, that was, that was a hard and horrible experience. And so when we came out of that, when we came through that, when we had that kind of rite of passage, my business collapsed, everything collapsed in 2016 and uh, including my health. And so if we are not attending to and carefully and kindly tending to all five of the areas that create a wealthy life, uh, then we're out of balance and, and we will pay in the end in one or more of those areas. I love that you phrase it as thief because it's so true that we we kind of steal from ourselves uh, in one of these areas. And that's what this show is all about, actually, you know, taking that holistic approach to business because it's not just one thing. Everything that you do impacts some other part of your business and your life, right? It's not just marketing. It's not just money. It's not just mindset. You need to have everything uh, working for you and working together in order to, to really achieve your goals and, and your successes that you're looking for. Absolutely. And it's not, again, you know, it, we can't silo things. It, it, it's really dangerous for us to silo things. Yes, we do want to focus sometimes on a particular thing. So 
uh, you know, in, in your case, Kimberly, you help people with uh, the, uh, you know, attracting the audience. And yes, that is something that you want to potentially spend maybe a quarter of your business uh, year focused, intensely focused on that particular piece, but without losing sight of how it fits in with all of the rest of the pieces and without losing sight of, you know, the, those bigger things like how am I spending my time? Is my health in order? Uh, am I having fun while I'm doing this kind of thing? Oh yes, fun is definitely um at the at the height of the list. You know, I recently uh, pivoted and transitioned my business to a new audience, and I was talking with uh, my parents the other day. And my mother said, "You know, I've never seen, I haven't seen you so excited in so long, and I'm so happy to see that because you know now I'm having fun again, and it's so important." And it was one of those things that um, I hadn't realized had been missing, and then I did the transition. And I realized how much more uh, excited I am to be working and to be doing what I do. Uh, when you know you can have a little when you have that fun uh, part built in, absolutely. And I want to remind everyone, as the wealthy life mentor, that the word funds f u n d s starts with the word fun f u n. So uh, the more fun you're having, actually, the more vibrant you are, the more attractive you are, the more people are magnetized to you, the more you know people. People are running on a cultural, a lot of people are running on a cultural belief that you have to work hard, right? And the truth is, we don't have to work hard if we are in our joy. We, we definitely have to put some energy in. We definitely have to devote ourselves. We definitely have to commit to whatever it is that we're doing. We definitely have to invest energy, time, money, etc. But Working hard is not in service if you're working hard at something that sucks the life out of you. You're just really working yourself into the grave. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And it's, you know, it's a big challenge and a big obstacle for a lot of entrepreneurs because we have that mentality of I have to work hard. I have to work hard. And, you know, I didn't right. a lot of people phrase it as I didn't leave corporate America to work 80 hours a week because that's what you're doing before. As an entrepreneur, you wear all of the hats, bookkeeper, sales specialist, customer service, social media manager, marketing director, and of course, you have to find the time to do your actual job, the reason you became an entrepreneur in the first place, and decided to help people. It's really difficult to find the time to do your own tasks, much less create your own marketing. That's why I've created the Audience Conversion Method Live, a four-week course that's going to dive deep into the framework I've created to help my clients plan out their next 12 months of marketing. No more wondering if you're writing the right stuff, if you're posting in the right places, or what you should be doing the next time you sit down to create your own marketing. Join me on the wait list and be the first to receive information about how to sign up and be eligible for an early bird bonus. Go to theaudienceconverter.com slash waitlist dash AC dash live. And I think one of the ways that people kind of have that um, idea of working hard is, uh, you know, undervaluing what their wisdom is worth. Can you talk a little bit about how uh, you see that uh, in the people you work with and how to kind of overcome that mentality? Yeah, definitely. I'm going to actually use a client story um, 
one of my clients, her name was Jennifer. She had worked in a corporate environment and she was easily able to sell in that corporate environment. But when it came time to uh, creating her own business after she left corporate, which is something that I actually help people with is I help them to convert their wisdom into wealth, uh, specifically through my wisdom to wealth mentorship program. Uh, what happened for her was she it was easy for her to sell for others. I mean, she was selling like $200,000 deals, $400,000 deals, $150,000 deals in corporate. But when it came time to really understanding the value of her own wisdom, the value of what it was that she had to offer into the world, she could get far enough in that process where she was willing to create something to offer to people, but there was no clarity at all around what it was really worth in the marketplace. And most people that I've worked with, um, when they set themselves up as a wisdom-based business, are not charging nearly enough for their wisdom. And so they create an unnecessary strain on the, on the system of their business by not charging enough. And so one of the things that we did was I helped her to really let go of, um, you know, you could call it imposter syndrome or you could call it, you know, embarrassment or you could call it whatever it is that is keeping somebody in the dark about the value of what they have to offer. I shine the light on that so that they can release it and, and really step into a place where they are appropriately valuing what they're offering in a way that not only compensates them handsomely for their work, but also allows them to build a sustainable business model and to hire other people to help them and to delegate and to, um, you know, spread the wealth around with staff members. And so what happened with Jennifer was after we worked together, she was able to shift in her thinking and revalue herself. And her last event, she made like $5 million. Wow. That's such a, I mean, such a great success story, but also you mentioned so many things that uh, a lot of entrepreneurs face blocks when thinking about is, oh, why should I hire somebody else? Why do I need to delegate? There's also that kind of mentality of, well, I need to be struggling and I need to do everything myself. And the only way for me to make money is if I do everything myself, right? Yeah. And uh, what I call that is being vibrationally stuck in scarcity. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's when you're really vibrationally stuck in scarcity. And yes, it's true that, uh, you are probably, I'll, I'll out myself on this, Kimberly. I call myself, I am just smart enough to be dangerous and not smart enough to be great at a lot of things. So, oh, I could set up my own website. Oh, I could edit my own audio for my podcasts. Oh, I could be the one that does all the admin and does all the guest management for my two podcasts and sends out all the emails and the social media. I could do all of those things. And by the time I'm done doing all of those things, I have exhausted myself. I have consumed every bit of time available to me um, that I've set aside for work and often gone over. Uh, And I have uh, actually blocked 
the space for high-end clients to come in if I behave that way. Yes, it's something that uh, I see a lot in people I work with, you know, or when people reach out to say, oh, okay, I want to, you know, I'm looking for help with this one thing, but they're still hanging on to that idea of, well, why, you know, I'm not sure if I should pay somebody else to do this because I can do it. But it's true what you said about, you know, your energy levels and the time that you have set aside for putting all of these things in place because, you know, you've only got 24 hours just like everybody else only has 24 hours. And if you are putting up blocks so that you only have a small amount of time to work with the client side to do what you do best, then you're limiting uh, exactly how many people you can help. Exactly. Not only that, but the universe loves a vacuum, right? So if you open up space in your calendar and you use that space in your calendar specifically for client attraction and client service delivery, your job is to keep that space open, to keep it open until it's filled with either sales or client service delivery and not to bleed the edges and say, oh, well, that's the spot in my calendar for client attraction work, uh, but you know, nothing's happening there, so I'm going to go do social media posting or whatever, you know, things that are not in your genius. Uh, it's, it's a practice to actually hold the space open and we get nervous. We feel like we should be doing something. And that, that is that old hard work mentality at work. And it's actually the industrial age conditioning that, that was inculcated into the educational system that you must be always producing, 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 because that educational system was literally designed to turn out factory workers who are on the assembly line. We are not in the industrial age anymore. We're in the creative age. And in the creative age, we have a whole new operating system. So, so true. I mean, I know I, uh, I've bolted and batched and created my schedule and time to have specific times for those activities like client attraction and for the activities of doing actual client work. But it is something that you have to train your brain for. It took quite a while for me to finally get into that right mindset. But you know, uh, one of the things that you talk about a lot is how part of getting that right mindset is that we're doing things that kind of ward off wealth, right? So can you tell me a little bit about what are the, what are the different ways that people kind of uh, borrow from one and take from another so that they're not really uh, putting themselves in the right place to get wealth? Sure. So I've identified five different ways that we ward off wealth. The first is worry. So if you're worrying about money or if you're worrying about anything, basically I'm, I'm also a psychic and I'm a seer and I can see when I'm working with my clients, worry looks like and smells like a damp, dark, musty, nasty, moldy, old army blanket. So if you're wrapping money in that, or if you're wrapping yourself in that, or if you're wrapping your business in that, or if you're wrapping even a family member in that worry... Uh, that is repellent to wealth. So worry is number one. Number two is waffling. Waffling looks like indecision and the inability to decide between one thing or another. So say, for example, you're at an event, 
you're at a business event and they're offering a mastermind program for $10,000 and you're like, oh, wow, this could really help my business. And then you go on break and you go to the ladies room and your friend texts you and says, hey, Kimberly, you know that Mediterranean cruise we've been talking about for years? It's on sale right now for $10,000. And so now you have a choice between the mentorship and the cruise ship, the mentorship or the cruise ship, the mentorship or the cruise ship. And you get into this waffling thing and you don't make any decisions at all. And the next thing you know, both ships have sailed. And so you're sitting there um, having done nothing. And that wards off wealth. Uh, waffling, not being able to make a decision. Uh, the third way that we ward off wealth, and I'll use again the example of going to an event. Um, let's say you go to an event and you get all excited and you have all these great ideas and you can see how things can change in your business and you make new connections and then you go home and you withdraw. And withdrawal looks like basically pulling back your energy, getting hiding behind the computer again, you know, doing maybe one of the little things that you thought was a good idea, but letting all the rest of the ideas sit in notes in a basket somewhere that has never been uh, in implemented at all. And you pull your energy back. And so when you're pulling your energy back in and you're withdrawing, that is also repellent to wealth. Um, the, uh, fourth one is whining and this happens often around, uh, glasses of wine. So it's a uh, wine, whining over wine, usually for women or <laughs> belly aching over beer for men. So, um, what happens when we whine is we actually create an energy field of discouragement, disappointment, and dysfunction that we then invite a whole bunch of other people to feed with their energy. So now we have this big energy field of complaints and whining and bitching and moaning and everybody's like, oh yeah, that was, and then they, they start to add their stories. And now you have this great big energy field of, of what you don't want and so energy is attractive. And so when you engage in whining, you're naturally going to attract more whining. And you've also enrolled all of these other people to collude with you. So you, you want to stop with the whining. And now I'm not saying that there aren't specific places where you need to be able to face what's going on, but you need to do that in specific uh relationships, let's say a mentorship relationship where you come to your mentor and you face what's going on. You say, okay, this is happening, this is happening, this is happening, and this is happening, and I need to correct these things, but not from a place of poor me, like, oh my God, this is happening, and, and whining, right? Um, and so the fifth way that we ward off wealth is by waiting on, and waiting on has two parts. Uh, you could be waiting on your Prince Charming to come along on his handsome horse and rescue you, and you could be waiting forever for that, mm -hmm. or you could be spending your time and energy waiting on other people. In other words, being like a waitress and taking care of everyone else without thinking about your own business. And I see this a lot in Facebook groups where people get involved in a Facebook group and they're like, I'll help 
you with that. I'll help you with that. I'll help you with that. I'll help you with that. I'll help you with that. And they're giving it all away for free, sprinkling water into the desert and consuming all of their time and devaluing what it is that they really have to offer. you got to be strategic about how you put yourself into the world and not be spreading yourself all over the place, waiting on everybody else and not getting uh, rewarded yourself. So many great things to unpack in that whole list, um, you know, especially the waiting on. I find that's, um, that's really, really true for a lot of freelancers and entrepreneurs. You know, we feel like not only are we waiting on Prince Charming, but we're waiting on others to give us the approval that we already have. Um, to give us that validation because there is no promotion when you're the only person in the business, right? You just say, all right, I'm ready to move on. But when you're waiting on other people to say yes, or you're waiting on with, okay, I'm just going to give it all away. It's, it's, it's a time drain and it's an energy drain for sure. Yeah. Well, and I will say there is promotion when you are a solopreneur. There's called, that's called (laughs) (laughs) self-promotion. Self-promotion, yes, but you know, self-promotion. There is no, uh, I'm going to get the next big corner office because you're the one who's going to say, okay, I'm going to get the corner office now. No one else is going to tell you, okay, now it's time for you to go to the corner office. Exactly. So Emerald, you have covered so many wonderful and great topics and given so much wisdom. So I want to thank you for that. But we are nearing the end of our time. So if somebody is listening to this episode, what would you say is the number one thing, the number one action step they need to take right after, uh, after listening to this? Well, I would invite you to take my wealth readiness quiz and you can find that at, at my website at, um, uh, it is quiz.wealthylifementor.com. That actually takes you directly to the quiz, or you can go to my website, thewealthylifementor.com and click the button to take the quiz. Uh, the, the one thing that I would say is, you know, definitely I invite you to take the quiz, but I also invite you to look at getting mentorship because the most important thing that we can do in order to welcome wealth is to welcome in the support and the assistance and the guidance of someone who has already mapped out the path and has found all of the places where there are blind passes and roots that you're going to trip on and crevasses that you could fall into. Uh, And so if you're going to be climbing what I like to call messenger mountain, it's important to take a mentor with you who can Sherpa you on the way up. Absolutely. There's no reason to uh, reinvent the wheel, right? Or to, to dive into a dark cavern without a map when we have amazing things like Google Maps. Um, <laughs> and so having a mentor uh, is really important. And I will say, you know, um, I would not be in my business right now if I had stuck with the mindset of, oh, I should just do it all myself. I don't need any outside help because it's so true that getting a guide for guiding you to that next step, that next level is is really powerful. Totally. So Emerald, if people do want to learn more about you and what they do, uh, what they do, what you do, mm-hmm. if people want to learn more about you and what you do and how to get in touch with you or to, to learn more about your wisdom, where can they find you? Yeah, again, you can go to quiz.wealthylifementor.com or go right to my website, thewealthylifementor.com. Uh, I also would encourage you if you are resonant with what anything that I have said here and if you are looking for a Sherpa to take you up Messenger Mountain, if you have maybe had a similar story where you've been called and you've needed to make a big transition in your life and you know that it's time for you to get the help that you need, 
uh, I would highly encourage you to apply for a consultation with me, which you can do also right there on my website. And we'll see if it's a fit for us to work together. Awesome. And all of those links that Emerald has mentioned will be in the show notes, of course. And, uh, you know, definitely take the time to go ahead and take that quiz because sometimes we all think we're in one mindset and then we realize we're actually in another. So taking the time to sit down to answer a couple of questions can be really powerful for you. So uh, Emerald, I want to say thank you again so much for coming on, for sharing your wisdom and for giving me such a great conversation partner. Oh, well, thank you for having me. And I look forward to Kimberly. I look forward to seeing you again soon. Thanks for listening to the Audience Converter Podcast. For more information and important links about today's show or for access to our website, visit theaudienceconverter.com. Take a moment to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.